Good to be together. We're living in uh, amazing times. And uh, we want to be sensitive to our moment, you know, and be led by the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk with you about the gifts of the Spirit out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So let's go right into it. Um, the Lord has called us, and He is supernatural, and He has made us in His image. So He's actually called us to live a natural life with physical senses and sensory perceptions, and He also wants us to be led by the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's the, the dimension of the natural realm, and then there's the spiritual realm. And uh, God's, because he's supernatural, I think if you, if you notice in entertainment and in all the different uh, programs on the paranormal, uh, humanity is really preoccupied with things pertaining to and of the supernatural. And uh, it's because God is supernatural. And uh, this whole natural world is a mystery to the smartest Scientists and physicists, they are scratching their heads as to how everything came. Of course, the biblical view says in the beginning, God created, right? And uh, because I've landed on that as my core belief, um, everything emanates from that. So from Genesis to Revelation, we have God's word. And uh, here are a couple of things that uh, he wants us to be aware of. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts... 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Uh, Brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Uh, one translation says ignorant. The King James says do not be ignorant. Don't ignore this. Don't be unaware. Don't be oblivious. Uh, don't be ill-informed. Don't be uninformed. Don't be misinformed. So uh, all of those things can happen. So God is inviting us, and, and Paul was telling the Corinthian church specifically Listen, I want to spend some time giving you some good teaching so you could be anchored and rooted and grounded and your belief system would be in line with what God has provided, right? So uh, then he goes into identifying gifts, but before that he says in verse 4, there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit. There are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. That's awesome that God would be at work in you. Philippians 2.13 says God is at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And he's not a withholder. He gives. He's a giver. He gave his son who died on Calvary to set us free from our sins and give us the new birth. Then he sent the Holy Spirit so we would be an empowered church. We're in the end times as as clear as as it's ever been and as close as it's ever been and as white hot as it's ever been. So we are in an interesting moment where this is imperative that we we kind of drill down on this and, 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 and actually... Toward the end of this, it says in verse uh, 31, to earnestly desire the greater gifts. And then in chapter 14, verse 1, it says, pursue love and yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts, uh, especially that you may prophesy. So 
God is wanting us to be a prophetic people, aware, sharpened, not dull, perceptive. Uh, In fact, he'll give us a, a little lead time on some things if we'll listen to him. Who in here is glad for that? A prophetic heads up, I like to call it. And um, it's on an as-need-to-know basis, but if we seek him, he'll give us a prophetic heads up concerning our economics and our savings, concerning um, our church life, our walk with God, our relationships. Uh, You know, we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. See, I'm not teaching on that. I'm talking about not being ignorant of spiritual gifts. But on the other end of the spectrum, we're also not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. We shouldn't ignore it. We shouldn't be preoccupied with that either. We're actually called primarily to be praisers of God more than rebukers of evil spirits. But there is that, and it's part of, and and we're responsible for all of it. So that's why there are gifts in here like discerning of spirits, so we can have a perception uh, and know whether something is, is of the Lord or it's not of the Lord, and then act accordingly. So it, it says here that verse 7 that to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And I like this because that's really what it's all about. It's about service, it's about care, it's about helping others. And that's why God would give you the operation of these gifts. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith, the gift of faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the effecting or working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another distinguishing of spirits, and to, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit all uh, works all these things distributed to each one individually just as he wills. So, God does distribute these things. It's as the Spirit wills. God does will that we be a a gifted and Spirit-empowered people. You as an individual, we as a body of local church, the body of Christ over the whole world, uh, God is is, uh, pouring out and proliferating and benefiting the body of Christ with so many great things. And ignorance, the Bible, you know, it doesn't say ignorance is bliss. It says my people perish for lack of knowledge. So ignorance is not bliss. We don't ignore it and just kind of, you know, uh, just, just if we leave it alone and ignore it, it'll go away. No, God wants us to delve into these things and take them seriously. And I'm going to talk to you about the miraculous. I, I did a series on miracles then I talked on, on, on uh, love for a few weeks, several weeks, and then uh, the, in order to get to this and, and really uh, talk about these gifts because uh, it says in 1 Corinthians 16 that let everything you do be done in love. Galatians 5, 6 says faith works through love. And the, the 1 Corinthians 13 says if you have these gifts and this power and all these kinds of manifestations and you don't have love, you're nothing. So love is a big deal. Love is value. We're even to love our enemies. So we're not invited to get bitter right now. We got we to get better. 
And as a people, we've got to discipline ourselves and be aware of what's happening spiritually right now so we can be fortified, be on the alert. You know, your adversary, the enemy, is like a roaring lion seeking so much to devour, but resist him firm in the faith. Now, everybody say the word miracle. Uh, A miracle, by definition, is an event that appears inexplicable by the laws of nature. An event that appears inexplicable by the laws of nature and so is held to be supernatural in origin. Another definition is a miracle is an event that involves the direct and powerful action of God. An event that involves the direct and powerful action of God uh, transcending the ordinary laws of nature and defying common expectations of behavior. So, the working of miracles, it is a biggie. And if you think about Jesus in his earthly ministry, his ministry really started uh, when he took a natural substance, water, and turned it into wine. Um, It wasn't grape juice that through a fermentation process and time became wine, because that's just natural. That that happens naturally. Uh, He performed healing. Uh, There were doctors that performed and and did medical care and got good results, and people, it helped the healing process. But then there there are supernatural miracles where it wasn't uh, by the hand of the doctor. It was a woman, in fact, in... In uh, Mark 5, she suffered at the hands of physicians, and back in that archaic period, they didn't really know how to help her with her hemorrhage. She spent all the money she had, and, uh, you know, he, I guess, was out of her coverage in her insurance. And, um, but then she saw Jesus and said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And he felt virtue come out of him. Now, he didn't perform that miracle her faith tapped into that healing. So it's, this is going to be helpful with all of us um, because there's general Bible faith, for example, and then there's something called the gift of faith. And when, as we get some good teaching on this, it's going to help us to differentiate that uh, and, and learn that uh, we're to covet, to desire earnestly these gifts. Davy Bauer, when he was in the hospital, it occurred to his parents and us that we needed at least three gifts to manifest in his case. The gifts of healing, the working of miracles, and the gift of faith. The gift of faith is passive, and it sustains you while you're waiting for the manifestation. I have a gift of faith for this church. God sustains me through all the stuff I face and it's supernatural. It's not attributed to my tenacity or my human, uh, some sort of character element in my humanity, because that would have failed. Uh, and it's and I work with my Bible faith, and that helps me. But this overriding assurance, boy, that'll just get that'll that'll see you through. Now, Samson, uh, he was anointed to kill the lions that were attacking him, but Daniel. He was anointed to sleep in the lion, have an overnight stay in the lion's den and ain't, while an angel shut the mouths of the lions. So Daniel was operating in the gift of faith 
which is passive and receives a miracle and is sustained through it. Samson was operating in the, in the working of miracles, and he was, uh, you know, what did he, he killed all those people with the jawbone of a donkey, that kind of thing. So uh, a miracle, another definition for a miracle is it can be defined as a supernatural intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. A supernatural intervention. How many of you love to have constant manifestations of the miraculous? Now, we use the word miracle, you know, uh, my kids have had children, when, when my wife had our first baby, it was life-changing, you know, I watched all my kids be born, and it was all, but that first precedent-setting moment, to see the effort she put into birthing a baby, and the, ba- the miracle of a baby coming forth, you call it a miracle, but it's, it, it is, in a sense, just like a sunset, that's a miracle, you know, they've got miracle fabrics and they've got miracle medicine and that kind of thing. And they use that term very uh, loosely and generally. Um, I'd say in a sense, natural birth um, is, is a form of a miracle in the natural world. Uh, the new birth is a, it's a supernatural uh, change in a heart and in a life. And... Uh, it, and it, it, the, the, the natural birth is, is uh, it, it's, it's, it takes place in the natural world, and the new birth takes place in the spiritual realm. I was born of the flesh. I had a birthday. I was born again. I had a spiritual rebirth. And, uh, man, I am so glad I was born, and then I was born again. And uh, that goes without saying, but I'm saying it anyway. But yet, as we read our Bibles, we see a working of miracles as, as manifested in divine interac- intervention uh, in the ordinary course of nature. God did miracles to deliver his people, Israel, from 400 and some years of bondage in Egypt. And uh, he turned common dust into insects just as a, a je- by a gesture of a miracle in Exodus chapter Eight verse 16. As I said, Jesus turned common water into wine just by speaking the word, uh, and, uh, and, and, and it, there was a miracle. And, and so we are called to consider these things, demystify these things, crack the code on these things. Um, you know, I saw an ad for a person coming in, a psychic who's going to come in and people are weeping and everything. And my view on, on what can happen with that is uh, oftentimes that can be a spiritual activity. It, could, it sometimes could be parlor tricks. Sometimes it could actually be real. Uh, but in the case where it's not affir- uh, acknowledging the lordship of Jesus and those kinds of important features, they could be a familiar spirit. And there's a whole discussion about angels and demons, disembodied spirits, uh, fallen angels, Lucifer, all the whole dimension of the spiritual realm is, uh, is it's revealed to us in the scriptures. And if we study to show ourselves approved unto God as workmen who need not to be ashamed, we'll handle accurately and we'll rightly divide the word. So, I, you know, I, I, I want to see more miracles. 
I want to see greater breakthrough in our prayer life. I want to see uh, people raised up to have life extend, extended lives, get out of depression, get out of deception, get out of temptation, right? And, um, but God wants that even infinitely more than we do. And so we are actually the, we, you know, this is an election year. You, you're actually candidates for this cause, and, and he, remember what I, I just read to you, that he, he distributes these to each in the body. So you, you may want to start to kind of find out and say, now, Lord, uh, what, what are you um, wanting to do through me in the upcoming days? You might look in your life and see some things that have been reoccurring in your life. Um, I know that the gifts of healing have operated in my life uh, on, on, in one particular area with great consistency and praying for people that have issues with infertility. And I mean, I've seen so many, over 40 years, I've seen, there's so many kids running around. Some people just say, don't pray for me anymore, you know? So <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting kind of a deal. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, when I went to England after Bible school, we would pray for people and they'd immediately get baptized in the Holy Spirit and have, the, have a... Uh, discernible change and 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 yeah and and so the, those are the, the, that's gift ministry that's 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 uh, a help from God God is and I, I want to pastor this church supernaturally I want to be a husband supernaturally a dad supernaturally now a grandfather supernaturally I want to overcome and endure and be a citizen of my country supernaturally uh, 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 a member of the human race in 2023, supernaturally. And I want to carry it. I don't want to be flaky or spooky, but I also don't want to water it down and be backing off from it either. I want to see um, signs, wonders, and miracles. Remember Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Let's look at verse 16, chapter 16, verse 15, 16, 17, and then we'll look down at 20. It says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has been believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover then in verse 20 we'll skip down to verse 20 and they went out and preached everywhere while the lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed now i want you to turn in your bible to the book of acts and we're going to read just a quick prayer meeting message and and a prayer a simple prayer that the early church uh prayed back in the very dawn of the Christian movement. Peter and John had been preaching, and the, the leaders were telling them to stop speaking in his name. And uh, they, when they re- were released, they returned to their companions. They reported all that the chief priests and the elders had told, said to them. And then they began to pray. And they worshiped God, and they honored God. And they said, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples devise futile things? Verse 26 Um, the kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. This has been and will continue to be the problem all the way till 
the second coming. Um, and then it talked about uh, Acts chapter 4. Did I say Acts chapter 4? Acts chapter 4. Sorry, guys. Acts chapter 4. Um, it would help if you knew the verse. Um, and, then, and then it goes into... Um, they're, they're confident in God's predetermined plan for truly in this city, it says verse 27, chapter 4 of Acts. It says, uh, truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your, pur- your purpose predestined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence. See, God allowed all this stuff to transpire in order that his son would be, he would die on the cross in order to liberate humanity because this is God's plan of redemption, and it's, it's amazing. The disciples then made this prayer. The disciples who understood the resurrection, which was supernatural, as a miracle. While you extend your hand to heal, it says grant your, your bondservants all confidence, while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So everybody say signs and wonders. Now, signs and wonders are signs that make people wonder. Miracles inspire believers and miracles blow unbelievers' minds. Miracles inspire believers. Miracles don't make my faith grow. They stimulate my faith. What makes my faith grow is hearing the word of God. That's how my faith grows. But my faith gets affirmed and encouraged when I see the fulfillment of the miraculous. Say, for example, the Bauer family. They had some really significant, they had favor. They had, I watched God sustain them as parents. I watched God give them assurance and I just listened to them. I, went, I, I would go to the hospital with my wife to minister to them, and I would go away minister to because I was in the atmosphere of the, the, the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they were being supernaturally strengthened. How many of you appreciate that idea, that God is looking to, to distribute this throughout the body for the common good? And it's a humble thing. It's not a thing where it's like a badge, like, man, I'm, I'm, I've got to operate in these gifts. It's, 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 like, it's like for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, right? So, I mean, we, we ought to trust God for the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge at work. We ought to be believing God. Lord, show us what to do. I've, I, you know, I have so many... So many experiences. I mean, don't you in your life? You, you look, sometimes you, you, it occurs to you later on, wow, that, that God just, I've operated a discerning of spirits where I couldn't understand why anybody else didn't see it. And it was because I just thought it was just, it was so real to me. Or when the gift of faith, the, the, uh, the, the gift of faith has operated in healing situations and these gifts can operate in, in conjunction with other gifts. Um, Jesus had a word of knowledge about uh, Nathaniel under the tree before he saw him. And then he had a discerning of spirits that he had no guile in him. 
So that, those were those two gifts that were operating in that moment. Uh, it's, it's exciting to see God give you a word of knowledge about something and then give you a word of wisdom on what to do about something. And uh, sometimes they could be ongoing. I don't know why we human beings are so instant, instantaneously oriented. It's like we've got to have suddenly right now, and it's got to be kind of compressed. But what if God's doing miracles over an expanded, protracted amount of time? What if God has overlaid an operation of a gift on you for several months over a certain situation? I think that, that he does that. He might even have you, he might even pour out a gift that functions through you for a lifetime of on you with consistency and constancy. Because it doesn't say that they just are random and sporadic. So um, they often are, but not always are. So this helps us to not ignore this and to trust God for it. The abiding, um, you know, just the very nature of God where Jesus said in the last phrase of Matthew chapter 28, and lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. He, he does, he's not an abandonment-oriented person. Uh, in, in Hebrews 13.5, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he says he's a God of all comfort. And he's, and he's with us in trouble. You know, in Psalm 46.1, he says he's, he, he's, he's a very present help in the time of need. So, you know, we're going to have the men's meeting. We're going to get some testimonies. Uh, but, you know, one of them I'm going to get, get ahead of it. They're the Pulliams over there, um, Mike and Carrie. And Carrie had a pain in her leg. And uh, she woke up in the morning with a word um, that wasn't in her vocabulary that she had to go and look up in the dictionary. And when she looked it up in the dictionary, in fact, the Lord was giving her a, a, a word of knowledge about her own physical uh, situation, which, which prompted her to take action and uh, go to the doctor, and she got it taken care of. And, and uh, she, didn't, you know, she had pain in her leg. It ended up being a thrombosis, which is a blood clot, which can be really a big trouble. And God covered her. And, and, and she, I remember when she first came to the church, I mean, she was driving, I, I, the, as I heard the story from your mother, you were in college, and you drove away, and you said, I think I need to be saved. I think that's how it went. And um, so God was dealing with her, so she got saved, and uh, she worked for us for a while, and she's wonderful, and then she scored this Mediterranean sweetheart, Mike, over there. He's, of his, it, all, you know, their, their matching ma- uh, uh, dual hotness has has merged at St. Louis Family Church, hallelujah, and, uh, and, and, and it just keeps continuing, and God's been so good to them, and then God's good to the children. You guys, you know, God has done so many key things in our lives. Whitman's, you know, you find each other, you get married, you, you're called into a unique service on the kingdom of God, and then your kids take it on. You know, and they get this, they develop in these aptitudes. Um, the word of God is true. You train them up in the way they should go. When they're old, they'll not depart from it. Now, they may hit some speed bumps, and they may test it, and they may be like a prodigal son or daughter, which is unfortunate, and it grieves your spirit as a parent, but you keep standing on the promises of God, right? You keep trusting God that they're going to get stable, 
and they're going to get on track, and you trust God. And in fact, you know, even if I were a cessationist and didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit any longer, just as messed up as the world is, I would reevaluate my conclusion. Because there certainly is a need for supernatural help from God. And I realize cessationists love God and believe in the supernatural, but we need the real thing. And if there's all this fabrication and artificiality and counterfeit, then the devil, the counterfeiters only counterfeit stuff that's of value. This is of value, and we might as well put value on it and honor it and say, okay, I'm not going to shy away from these things. I'm going to delve into this, and I'm going to study it, and I'm gonna, I, because I want to see divine intervention in the ordinary, ordinary course of nature. We need the miraculous. You, you know, I mean, as I said, when Jesus turned water into wine in John chapter 2, let's, let's pivot back there and let's look at John chapter 2 just for a second because uh, this is the first place where his miracles occurred. The miracle of a wedding at Cana. And one of my just all-time favorite verses, and this is verse 11, three things happened in the context of these miracles. This is the beginning of his signs. This beginning of his signs Jesus did at Cana of Galilee. And so it's the beginning of the miraculous. And then he manifested his glory. And that's awesome. And his disciples believed in him. See, Habakkuk says that You know, we know the whole earth will be filled with his glory, but in Habakkuk it says something a little more specific. It says the whole world, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of his glory. So there's going to be glory, but then there are going to be people who have knowledge of and understand how glorious he is and how to function uh, on spiritual terms without being flaky or mystical. And have it translate in practicality uh, where we it, it boosts our witness. It, it amplifies our awareness of his presence. And we get greater results. I, I mean, I yearn for results, don't you? I yearn for breakthrough. I don't like to see people oppressed. I don't like to see people stuck. I don't like to see marriages sour. I don't like to see bodies sick. I don't like to see people die prematurely. I don't like to see society be nuts. That's why we need a revival in the church and a harvest amongst the lost. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I want to just break this down a little bit because we, we spent a lot of time worshiping God and it's really good because he is worthy of praise. And then aren't we stacking chairs and fixing this up for the men's breakfast tomorrow? So, yeah, so I've only got a couple of minutes. So, if you're a note taker... Uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 16, there are different kinds of miracles in the New Testament. Uh, One, Acts chapter 4, verse 16, a a notable miracle. It's one that comes to the attention of those outside the local congregation. Um, There was a noteworthy, notable miracle that has taken place through them, and it is apparent to all who live in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. The other day I was watching a news broadcast. And they cornered this doctor and he said, I guess if you want me to use the word miracle, I'll say yes, this was a miracle. 
And it was funny how reluctant he was, but it was a real, it was a wonderful, you know, those things when they find their way in the news, that's what happened with this when the man was healed from Acts chapter 6. The lame man who was lame from his youth um, at the gate, how God raised him up. Uh, that media event became quite a conversation piece in, uh, in ancient Israel, and we're believing for those things to happen again and again. Acts chapter 6, verse 8, there's a, there are great miracles, great miracles. In Acts chapter 8, 13, Luke uses the Greek word mega dunamis for great miracles. Dunamis is power, great power. This is not a reference to a one-incident-only event. It refers to a steady stream of signs, wonders, and miracles. We saw this in the Jesus movement. We saw a steady stream of signs, wonders, and miracles, not only in services, not only accompanying um, evangelists or ministers with um, healing, the gifts of healing, but we saw it spill out into the daily life. And so it's happening again. So this is why God would have a pastor teach on this to get us ready for and receptive to uh, the probability of that uh, those occurrences becoming more frequent and, long, and sustained in duration. That's what I'm believing. I've always believed for something that would last. Not just a little blip, but something that would last. So um, I'm believing God for great quantity of the miraculous and quality. I like this one in Acts chapter 19, verse 11. It talks about Paul the Apostle, and it said extraordinary miracles were wrought through, and Paul, God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. Now see, that supernatural intervention in the natural world. And God's using Paul and the laying on of hands. And also, not only the laying on of hands, but another extraordinary aspect. In verse 12, it said, So that handkerchiefs and aprons were be even carried from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out. That is amazing. Pastor John brought a baby blanket to me to pray over it, and a couple in Canada were uh, having a really hard time getting pregnant. We we got an agreement. They were in faith that gifts that gift of healing operates, uh, the, the, and we prayed over that cloth. They took that. They had the baby and named him Samuel. Little there's a little Canadian little mini Samuel somewhere running around. And, um, and that's just wonderful. And I like the idea of notable miracles, great miracles, and uh, extraordinary special miracles. So if there's a special miracle, and if there's a great miracle and a notable miracle, are they're just average run-of-the-mill miracles? Maybe. Maybe God wants us to be in that... Uh, and, and don't you love the verse... Um, all things are possible with God. But don't you also love it? All things are possible to him that believes. I think Fred and Mary Ellen Ruff, they were praying for their granddaughter, and uh, she got saved. And Fred said, uh, I have been believing God for this for 30-some years. I don't know, you were 30-something when you got saved. She gets saved. 
And then she, and she's got this wonderful son, Jack. She's married to a guy, handsome man named Jeff. And uh, he was the guy that cooked the chili that we ran out of. That was, yeah, they, yeah, ba- yeah, there, yeah, we're, you, you just stepped right into it there, brother. You're, you're recruited for life now. But just how God did the miraculous in Fred and Mary Ellen, they told me in the 1920s they became spirit-filled Christians in the St. Louis area. So I, I taught, had many conversations with these elegant elders who uh, came, and, and in fact, they said to me, and it was such a compliment, that they, they said they loved our church because it had the balance of the word and the spirit. I asked them to elaborate on that. Um, not because I wanted to be flattered or, you know, or anything like that. I wanted clarity given that they'd had so much of a range of experience. And that is really my passion, that we be a word-based, Jesus-centered church that is empowered and understands the value of coveting earnestly and desiring spiritual gifts. So God has done great things in and through the succession of the generations, and now God's really blessing uh, her son Jack, and God's doing great things in his life. He shares the gospel. Um, you know, there's just there's just an ongoing, uh, long running. How many of you are interested in longevity? I mean, there's no sense in being meteoric or a flash in the pan. We might as well go the distance on this. Uh, the last one, Hebrews two four, and then I'm done. I've already gone one minute over from nine. Um, Listen to what I want to say to this. In Hebrews 2, 4, it says, God also testifying with them, both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. God is pointing here to the manifold nature of miracles, how there, there are special miracles for any church, uh, special physical miracles for any person, any kind of ailment, special financial miracles for everyone that may have a need. So we take hold of those. We take hold of all these aspects, the notable miracles, the great miracles, the, the, the special miracles, the, the diverse, uh, distinct, multifaceted miracles. Because we need them, and uh, we are to desire uh, where we're, when we're praying for people, we're always trusting God. Hey, Lord, um, as you will, I, I covet earnestly the working of miracles. When we pray, God, I'd love to have the incorporation of the working of miracles in this wording of prayer. You know, you, you look at some of what's going on in the world. Don't you want the miraculous to go out through your situation onto that situation? Amen. Well, miracles provide outward evidence of God's presence and power. And the world um, and demonstrate his authority on behalf of his servants. God employs uh, the, 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 the miraculous in the Bible and now to reveal himself, his character, and his purpose to this world. Let's all stand up on our feet. Hallelujah. And as we do, let's stand for some of the miraculous. Let's believe God for the supernatural in our lives. Father, I pray that you help us to be ready for and receptive to miracle breakthrough, the supernatural. Lord, I pray you will move on each person. 
in the area of, of anybody that needs healing in their body. As long as we have bodies, they need to be tuned up. So I come against endometriosis, mononucleosis, uh, shingles, uh, any kind of uh, any kind of illness, any kind of ailment. I come against uh, I come against sickness and disease, cancer cells. Halt in the name of Jesus. Depression, leave in the name of Jesus. Demons, flee in the name of Jesus. God, I pray people watching get a supernatural boost. I talked to a guy that God has healed so many times, and he's just come through it again. And he said he'd be watching. I just pray the blessing of God on his life. He comes through and realizes about how good Jesus is as a Messiah. Hallelujah. I want you to... Make a fist and nudge somebody in the shoulder and say, I pray for the miraculous in your life in Jesus' name.